0: This is The Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. One of the biggest problems that conference moderators and organizers face is how to keep presenters from running over time. Today, I'll cover quick and dirty tips to help you get speakers to finish on time. Okay, I'll admit it. As a professional speaker, yep, there's been some times... Not many, but a few times that I've run over my time slot. I know it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to the audience and to the organizer. And even though I know better, it still has happened. So today I thought I'd give you some very practical tips to ensure that your speakers at your event never run over. Of course, as you likely know from your own experience, running over time, it's a common problem. In fact, just this morning I received an email from listener Michelle McAndrews and she wrote to me this. I was facilitating a meeting recently and the speaker, while incredibly engaging and very informative, had gone way over his allotted time. He was aware before he began how much time we had on the agenda. I was in charge of keeping the meeting moving along and I feel I handled it well. We had gone a full 10 minutes past his time I stood quietly behind him and off to the side where he could notice me. He did and realized that it was time, really past time, to wrap up his portion. At the podium, so our group could hear, I graciously thanked him and let him know that we were obviously very interested in his topic. What more could I have done or how could this have been handled differently? Michelle, first, you should know that you're not alone. Several organizers have contacted me asking this very same question. I definitely think that you were on the right track, but maybe with a little bit of fine-tuning, you could have helped the speaker to finish on time. So my first quick and dirty tip is make sure your speaker is aware of the time limits. Michelle, you mentioned that he was aware of how much time you had on the agenda. As a professional speaker, I always make it a point to ask how much time the organizer would like me to speak and how much time they would like me to interact with the audience. I also ask if they typically get started on time or whether they wait for latecomers. What I then do is look at how much time I have and start making adjustments based on the answers that I received. So let's say the agenda calls me to speak for one hour. Unless they specifically told me that they're very good at starting exactly on time, or they told me that the audience will already have arrived before me, I immediately cut off 10 minutes from the time. I've learned that most organizers end up starting the sessions about 10 minutes late. So as an organizer, you should always tell your speakers not the agenda time, but not the agenda time, but the amount of time that you want him or her to speak. In fact, I suggest not sharing the agenda until the day of the event. If you anticipate that the audience will have a lot of questions or they'll want to interact significantly with your speaker, then cut another 10 to 20 minutes. So let's say the agenda shows a 60-minute slot. Then tell the speaker to plan about 35 minutes of presentation material and for about 10 to 15 minutes of planned activities or questions, either during the talk or after. Oh, and if you're allowing the speaker to, quote, sell from the platform at the end of the program, you'll need to subtract another 2 to 5 minutes. Ultimately, you should tell the speaker less time, much less time, than you have planned on the agenda. Keep in mind that no one's ever upset if a program finishes early. Next, when the speaker arrives, be sure to review the timing again. This time, instead of saying that you want them to talk for 35 minutes, you should instead be specific with the exact times you want them to start and finish. I'd like you to start by 9 minutes after 10 o'clock at the latest and wrap up by 10.49 at the latest. I like to use odd times because I think it draws attention to the overall importance of timing. I think it's always good to ask the speaker how they like to keep track of time. Or you can just explain your system for keeping the session on track. You might also consider specifically reminding the speaker of the importance of keeping to the schedule. I can tell you from a direct experience that some people just don't realize how important it is not to run over. And in fact, some speakers think it's normal to run over. Next, be sure your speaker has some sort of timing device. Believe it or not, some rooms don't have a clock and some presentation software doesn't allow you to see the clock on the computer while you're presenting. When I present, I always bring a small travel alarm clock and I place it right next to my computer. So if you're a conference organizer, just bring a small clock with you. And if you've got a small clock with big numbers on it, that's even better. Michelle, as you said, the facilitator or the room monitor or the organizer They are the ones responsible for keeping the time, of course, along with the speaker. Unfortunately, sometimes if you've got a really passionate speaker, they get drawn into a lively conversation. And I think that they appreciate, I know I do, help with the timing. So I suggest having some sort of non-intrusive signal at two points just before the end of the talk. So with our example... You could give the speaker a signal 10 minutes before you'd like them to be done, and then again, maybe five minutes before you'd like them to be done. Two signals gives the speaker time to smoothly transition to the end. And by having the two signals, it's also helpful when that first signal isn't seen immediately. A good signal can be the organizer standing up in the back of the room or holding up a colored card. I like to have a yellow card first and then a red card. Many years ago, I borrowed that idea from Toastmasters. Many people prefer a buzzer or a bell of some sort, but I find that more disruptive. So if the speaker ignores your signals and the time limit is over, you'll of course need to take some further action. That's the time that you need to move forward towards the speaker. You can walk on the side, but within the speaker's line of sight. You'll want to get their eye contact and then signal to them as politely as you can that the time is up tap your wrist, your watch, that's pretty much a universal signal. If the speaker doesn't wrap up immediately and it's imperative that you move on, then you'll need to stand next to the speaker. That should be a very clear signal that they need to stop. However, if that hint isn't taken, then just thank the speaker for a very lively discussion and invite everyone to continue the discussion outside of the room. Of course, That should be a last resort measure. Most speakers will respect your system and finish on time. Finally, as the facilitator, it's your responsibility to ensure that all the speakers are treated fairly and that the audience is respected. And that means it's critical that you help the speakers with the timing. Tell each speaker his or her allotted amount of speaking time. Be sure you have a reliable system for timing. And just before the presentation, Review the exact start and stop times and walk through your timing process, which hopefully in itself will emphasize how important the timing is. Don't make any exceptions. Stick to your system. You'll be thanked by the audience and usually by the speaker as well. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker, passionate about communication and ending on time. Your success is my business. Hey, did you know that the house call doctor is celebrating his first year? I can't believe it went by so fast. I just loved one of his recent episodes. It was about a mystery diagnosis. And on July 22nd, this show, The Public Speaker, will be celebrating its two-year birthday. Yay! Thanks for the support. I I sincerely am thankful for all the support that you've shown me. And if you want to keep the show going, please share the show links with your colleagues and your friends. Thanks. This week, I thought I'd change it up and say thank you to some of my new Twitter followers. So I have a mystery follower, and there's only an ID. It says Shizu, I believe, S-S-H-I-Z-U. Then there's Jason Foss. He's a website designer and developer, graphic designer, and Tim Tam Eaters. Don't know what that is. Maybe you can tell me, Jason. Jason. Then we have Tech Support Ninja Crew. They're IT support ninjas kicking it in the black and putting IT issues to death one at a time. Then I've got Virginia. She hosts a weekly podcast dedicated to discussing the Tudor dynasty in the pop culture today. And then we have a very difficult name. I'm going to try it. Let's see if I can get it right. Hidayat Hill I'm sure I butchered that. I'm sorry. Then we have Angie Celeste Sal- Salisi? Salisi. Saisi? I don't know. Angie Salisi. She's a sales rep to health sciences, biotech, and pharma industries. She's a social media enthusiast, a wine lover, Mac user, coffee drinker, bookworm, and self proclaimed geek, like yours truly. <laughs> and then finally, we have Carol Holdren. Carol, update your, your profile and put a picture. There's nothing there. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining the community. I really appreciate it. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.